Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Hey, everybody. Today, I am joined with my two lovely daughters, Emma and Gracie. Say hello, girls. Hi. Hi. So it's been a while since we sat down as girls and talked on the podcast. Um, I don't even know the last time we talked what we talked about. I think um, we're headed to some. We're somewhere. We're headed south somewhere. Phillipsburg. Phillips. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We were headed to the Phillipsburg rodeo or yeah. Phillipsburg jackpot. So, um, so I haven't done any podcasts. No, uh, we did. We did a podcast after the Phillipsburg jackpot. We yeah, recapping it, didn't we? Recap, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. And so, um, so anyways, that was in June, and we are the mid mid July-ish range. So we've had a lot of different rodeo stuff going on. Um, I've done quite a few different episodes uh, since that time with um, with our other physical therapist in the clinic about running and. Um, some other health and wellness stuff but we thought we'd sit down today and talk about some horse stuff the stuff that is our passion the stuff that gets us up in the morning and motivates us to keep keep on keeping on so um so one of the things we wanted to visit about today is a comment that we get a lot is uh, how people never know exactly who's going to be riding what horse when we pull up to a barrel race so we do a little bit of horse swapping, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. So it's really pretty fun, actually, because we have five barrel and pole horses right now that are pretty competitive. Uh, there's probably one patch that isn't. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's still being seasoned. He's he's a six-year-old, and he's kind of my baby, but uh, he... She treats him better than she treats us kids. <laughs> whatever <laughs> um so he had some issues that kind of i guess he didn't get his normal start as a you know young fraternity type mm -hmm. horse um he has some allergies that we had to work through and different things but anyways um yeah it seems like every week he gets a new supplement in his grain <laughs> yeah we're tweaking things because he's allergic to corn and oats and, and he has like trouble breathing sometimes so then you gotta give him wind and nitro and equipoment and we're trying out aquapoment oxypoment and then yeah and all those O&E products they're re they're really good they're really nice I would strongly suggest using them if you have yeah. one and oxygen products uh, we yeah so, oxygen and O&E they're yeah they're they're good stuff mm -hmm. uh so he's kind of our science experiment all the time, you know, because we're tweaking things. It, the other horses get a blue bonnet feed that yeah. is um, a mega force. It's a good, complete feed, but it has wheat um, millings in it. And so he breaks out when he eats that. So we have to do a beet pulp um, feed for him mm -hmm. that has no wheat. And so we do, yeah, this science mm -hmm. concoction every morning he gets yeah. his little his little deal so anyways and then he started to have stomach issues and ulcers but we couldn't use omeprazole with him because he's, because allergic, he's to allergic to that, to that. <laughs> so we had to do like 
Renitidine, and then one of the things that mom had ordered for um, his grain had wheat millings in it, and we didn't realize that for a while. And then he started getting breakouts on his chest, like with no hair. And yeah. so then we had to stop that. So now we're just down to, what is it, like the DR pace? What is it? It's like something DNR. Like that. Oh, it's a. Yeah. Uh, um, and it smells like mustard. It's but not DNR. Oh, it's ADR, yeah, not, not DNR. He's a do not resuscitate. Uh, um, it's an ADR powder um, that we put in. It's basically got probiotics and yeast cultures to help his gut. And so, anyways, we do think he is getting better with his mm -hmm. ulcer issue. Um, but yeah, he's a little challenging to treat because he does. He's he's allergic, he's allergic a to everything. Challenging every place. <laughs> he can be so. Um, so yes, he he's he he's kind of a cowbred, thicker type of a horse, um, and he's kind of starting to find his run. So now he's getting a little bit antsy in the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, getting to be a little bit of a handful so we're gonna back him off a little bit slow things down with him a little bit because we want him to stay good um, we're possibly gonna get him started roping um, we uh, I'm not much of a roper Emma's not much of a roper Gracie's learning how to rope um, their dad is a roper although he says he's not very patient with colts so um, yeah he isn't and and that's okay he he is a competitor so um so anyways we're probably gonna yeah patrick martin does a nice job on horses so judy needs to send Billy yeah and then we also have a little mare in right now from judy gracie that um is, she's a really cool little mare and she wants to turn a barrel so bad which can be a little bit frustrating because mm -hmm. she is not afraid to tip a barrel but she's a really cool horse uh, Judy contacted the girls about um, getting her legged up and um, and, and so running her and sometimes. running her, yeah. And so she is a turny thing. The only place we've made clean runs on her is at home. And but I mean, the closest time was at Gothenburg, and I ran her. We just caught him coming out, but yeah. And I ran her in poles in Gothenburg, yeah. and she actually was making a really uh -huh. nice really nice pole pattern and we turn we go to turn our last end pole and i mean she just sucked back so hard that i about fell off i think i squealed yeah you did and then she like <laughs> then her foot like and came my foot, on the pole yeah i think hers did and it came on the rubber base and it like tipped it well i caught it. it with my foot oh, uh, yeah God. i caught it with my foot because she she sucked around that thing so hard so but she is really a, a neat mare and um somebody's gonna have a lot of fun with her um at some point so we've all three ridden her and just mm -hmm. trying to find which one of us kind of matches her the best and um and so that's been really fun and then we have my darling clementine that um when we bought her it was nobody liked her in the family I except like, for me i liked her but everyone liked her feel is how, that's how we should put it yeah and when, <laughs> and when we when we were trying her out if you would just pet her at the trailer she she was really nice yeah so well she was kind of ratty at the trailer like she didn't want to stand to be saddled but she was in heat then 
Yeah, and her buddies weren't with her, and so she didn't saddle real great that first night when we tried her. And then she was, she just is a lot of horse. Like she, she, she's she reactive. Does not, she does not just look. No, no, no she kind of has a fast. Um, she doesn't slow lope. She has a fast lope. And same thing with her trot. Yeah, and like, she can kind of shake her head a little bit. But I tell you what, when you run down the alley on that mare, she gives you the same trip pretty much every time now. And um, she was started on poles. Jenna Garwood was the one that um, started her on poles. And barrels. And barrels, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, she was actually owned by some relatives of ours, uh, Mark and Linda Pearson. And and they called us up and said, hey, we have this mare for sale. You guys might be interested. And at the time, we were looking for a horse for Gracie. And and so we went up there thinking she was going to be a mare for Gracie. And um, You two took her. <laughs> and... Um, Gracie got on her, and she was just a lot of a lot of horse that night. I mean, she was excited and things like that. And Emma, did you get on her that I night? Did. And mm-hmm. and yeah, she Emma really did not like her either at that point. And then Chris said to me, "Well, why don't you get on her?" And I just kind of cruised her through the barrels, and I'm like, "Wow, I really love her feel because she's real rappy, but she's real honest with how she wraps her barrels." And um. We drove away thinking, well, maybe that really wasn't a horse for us. And But in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I think I could have a lot of fun with her. <laughs> so Mark and Linda called us a couple days after and said that there was some people in Minnesota interested in her sight unseen if we weren't interested. And my husband said, well, then let them buyer because you know I don't think we're interested and he got off the phone and I said well maybe we need to talk about this for a little bit because I did really like her and um he said to me well if you like her that much you go buy her and so I did <laughs> and um so we got her home and um I started playing around with her. Gracie, you ran her a couple times or once. Once, once. okay. That was like within like a it week of in, us getting her. Yeah, it was in Albion, Albion. and we mm-hmm. tipped second. Yeah. And then I just kind of started camping on her. We got her like September 1st-ish of 2018, I think. Maybe a little before that. And then... Um, and then... Just kind of took the winter to get to know her and kind of... No, you went to Pendleton on her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah so we got her September 1st, and um, yeah. I was entered in Pendleton. And so... Because you had no clue. I had no idea what she was going to do. And that is not a pen that you want to have doubts in your mind on um, a horse. So we got there early. And I was able to get in the arena and get my pop-up barrels up. And every time I tried to turn first barrel, she was like looky-looing around. Like I didn't know she was going to turn first barrel or not when we made our run. And um, she inhaled it like she always does. Yep, she she's a gamer. She came on when you needed her to, and um, so she we we made a decent run. It wasn't phenomenal, but. When I turned third barrel and I started running home, like she turned on the afterburners and um, 
we kind of figured out then that she had a, a lot of speed. So, um, and you know, it was funny. I remember one night we were going into the indoor in town and just remembering that. So Emma, I don't know, pickle wasn't working out. That was when Emma's past horses. And, um, anyway, and so, so she was like, had a high school roadie or something coming up and, and yeah, and mom was like, here, just run Clem. Now, I remember, she was so scared, you wouldn't even do a lope through on her. And then now you look at now, and she's, and she's, you're just your plain, she's your barrel horse that you're going to high school rodeo on this oh. year, too. And, I don't think, I think that was a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, it was when Bentley, we still had Bentley. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. She, she's not fun to warm up like she kind of <laughs> shakes her head and she's kind of all over the place but yeah, yeah because like two days later we get back from pendleton and i have a junior high rodeo and i decide i'm gonna run her that's right you ran yeah. that's right and we didn't realize she got sore at pendleton yeah because of the grass yep and um emma ran her in barrels that's right i forgot about that and um kind of overran first barrel she didn't want and to turn first still, barrel because she was really sore in her hocks. But she still clocked, like... Yeah, she was just out of placing yeah. and, like, pretty much ran to the fence on first uh -huh. barrel. And, um... I'm like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, so we kind of worked through a few things. Um, anyways, fast forward then to, um... The last fall in Broken Bow... Yep. Um, Emma's pole horse, um, there was a, just, he just was not working for Emma at the moment. And I said, well, you know, we've been doing stuff on poles with Clem. Go ahead and give her a try. And, and she had not been clocking the grade. She was like, well, the first time I ran her, she was like a 24. And I'm like, okay, we, we need to keep just going. Yeah. But then... Mom's like, oh, you just need to try. We just need to try. Yeah, I made her stay home from the movies uh, with all of, that all of her rodeo friends were going to the movies. And I'm like, you come home and you work on this mare and you run her tomorrow okay. in poles. And um, they went out and laid down, what, a 21.8? I think so. Yeah. And, um, from our previous 24 or 26, yeah, yeah. whatever it was. And, and that was such a big mistake on my part. Cause now, then she stole her from me. Yeah, she's no longer lost. <laughs> so Emma did some polls on her and Gracie, you did some polls on her too. Oh, in the, Only you did Burwell. Couldn't make it. Yeah. I don't even remember how that one, I mean, it didn't go very good. But. <laughs> She's, she's oh, yeah, still still green at that yeah. point. We broke pattern the first day, and then yeah. the second day, I just think we were, I think we tipped. Yeah, you might have. And then I think I ran her in North Flat, too, and we would have been eighth. We would have been eighth and placed. Maybe, no, that was in Burwell that we would have been eighth and would have placed if we wouldn't have tipped the yeah. second day. So she was, she's pretty cool. Yeah, so then... Um, mm -hmm. Fast forward to December, and we um, took her to Las Vegas, and Emma got to run her at the Junior World Finals out yeah, there in Las I Vegas. I qualified on the horse that previously was not working. Was I qualified working? for the Junior American. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
So yeah, so Clem kind of bounces around, and so um, well, she's not bouncing around anymore. She's with me. Well, no. Gracie's oh, gonna yeah. use her for polls this fall. It's only six times a year, possibly seven if yeah. they make it to nationals. Yeah. So, and then I had taken her back for about a month this summer because um, a year ago, or more than a year ago, she qualified me for the Extreme Millions. And so we went to that in June, which was super exciting. Um, and I wanted to run her since she qualified me there. And um, yeah, oh, I missed that mare. <laughs> so yeah, she got me placed in the 1D a few times at some jackpots as we were getting ready to go out to Utah and then get out to Utah and had a nice run on our first um, first run. Thought it was going to put me in some good 2D money at Extreme Millions, which would have won like $13,000. And then, of course, it, there was another day, and Amelia McComber come in, and then uh, Wenda Johnson came in, and yeah, yeah they, they screwed up everything. <laughs> At one point, I was winning the 3D in, in the open, and the 2D in the youth. Yeah. But then, yeah, then those two came in, and they just <laughs> they screwed up. Yeah, so the Extreme Millions was kind of fun because. Mm -hmm. um, you, if you didn't have the run that you wanted, you could re-enter. But, of course, it does take $1, another $1,500 to enter. So it is a very high um, entry fee. But, um, you know, if you have if you, you have, have a great money. horse and you have the money to enter. Um, you, you should go there. Yeah. Cool. Amelia, she well, placed in the 1D. And, yeah, she had yeah, like 68000 She came out mm -hmm. of there with. Uh, Wenda Johnson, I didn't. Fish. Sixty thousand for her. Like sixty thousand for her. It was like fifty one. So, I thought it was like sixty. So a lot. <laughs> Life changing amounts of money. Yeah. So I really give the extreme millions people a lot of credit for thinking outside the box and how can they bring the sport of barrel racing, um, you know, get more money out there for people to run at. And so I, I just I think it was great. I was glad to be able to support that. Um, I don't know that we're going to go next year, probably not, but, um, you know, we get that 1D horse that we think can go out there and win it, you know, we might try to get back there again. So, so that was, that was a lot of fun. That was the end of June and, um, oh yeah, remember, oh yeah, and one lady out there, she had like 27 spots. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, but some people just, some people just overkill. Yeah, well, you know, if they have the money to enter that yeah. many times. Um, mm -hmm. And she did win. I think that lady did win like $14,000. Oh, that's so good. But it doesn't even cover her fees. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. Like, so. They had like 40000 and something. Yeah. They don't have phone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got to look at your, um, your, what you're putting out for your risk and what the chance of reward is. So, I don't know. But, so uh, then, then I took Clem back, and you took Clem back, and um, started running. We've just been doing some local jackpots, and then this past weekend, we did. You guys did your first amateur rodeo. Yes. Yeah. No, we we've done we've been to what was Paris Sumner. We've done Sumner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have a Sumner was. 
Sumner's Sumner. an open amateur rodeo, oh. and this was like a mid states. Mid states NSRA. Yeah. Yep. yep. So like you guys actually sanctioned. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about your experience um, with the like? What did you think when we first pulled into Greeley, <laughs> Nebraska was, rodeo grounds? Uh, the grass was still growing in the arena. <laughs> I didn't. There was nothing had been worked, and yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're here to, we're going to run on this hard pan, and yeah. we're going to cripple our horse. And Yeah, so I, if they weren't going to, if they weren't going to work it, we actually were probably going to draw, draw out. Yeah. But um, we were th- very lucky to have a couple good friends that are very good spokeswomen for the sport, and Jessica Leach was working with Darren Boots, who is a great, uh, he's a very good reasonable judge that um he he doesn't complain about barrel racers that i've seen or or he at least is fair to barrel racers from what i've heard and seen and um so darren and jess were out in the arena and um i think i've heard mary dugan's husband he brought in the disc and then he brought in a rotary harrow and i tell you what the ground was phenomenal so it was really good to see and Mm -hmm. um it was fun it was fun to compete and fun to it was a little heartbreaking for me though yeah so I, i came out of slack sitting third after the first performance i was still sitting third so i'm like Oh, I think I'm gonna get some money. <laughs> and then the fourth, Wrong. Per- fourth performance comes, and no the, second, the beat second. or second, second performance comes, and the big girls show up, and <laughs> I ended up one out. So yeah, so that was it was it, exciting it though. Was, the yeah. the last hole that they paid was an eighteen ten, and I was an eighteen sixteen. Uh, no, you were eighteen thirteen. Oh, eighteen thirteen. No, you were sixteen. I thought oh. I was a Oh, I yeah, thought you were you thirteen. Were so, anyways, not too far out of it. No. So, um, so that was kind of fun, and uh, Gracie and her big mare made a solid run. And um, what did you turned your first barrel with two hands? Maybe is that at the. I turned it with one hand, just okay. at the edge, which to do because I felt us going by, and that was my habit when I got in with Big. So you reached up a little too early, mm-hmm. and then as your mare leaves, then that kind of puts you behind. And well, it didn't. I just think I didn't stay at my saddle horn, so it didn't have her. Um, I got the video. Okay. <laughs> well, people can't watch well, the video. I know, but I'll watch it and I'll know. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going off of what we talked about um, afterwards is that, um, so she's turning and then. Yeah, I didn't stay at my horn with my other hand that I was, you know, you know, with the hand that you go around the barrel with and I didn't stay there to keep her in and collected. Instead I came up with two hands so then she kind of floated out and around. But second and third were awesome. Yep. Second and third were really nice, and then my big guy, Big, um, we got a little bit too round. He's one that, so we've been working with Keisha, who trained him, and um, he he's a huge horse. Um, he's got to be over 17 hands. Yeah, or close to 17 hands, but 
He's a big horse, so you'd think, or in my mind, I was thinking he needs more room going into that barrel, but how she trained him was that you actually take him in pretty close and he kind of goes a little bit by and kind of cracks back and and um, I'm not used to that style at all. And so a lot of times I revert back to old habits when I'm in my run, but I've been trying to break those old habits and we can get our first barrel good in the practice pen. So. Um, when she's thinking about it. When I'm thinking about it. So I'm hoping I can get it here good. We got um, Burwell Pro Rodeo tomorrow night. And in I'm Slack. in Slack. I've oh, entered yeah. for Slack on everything because I don't know that I'm ready for a performance on him because he he has a lot of energy. <laughs> and I have six, to be, though. yeah, he is only six. I have to be very calm and thoughtful when I ride him. Um, and so we entered for Burwell this Wednesday, and then next week I'm going to, well, Burwell for this Wednesday. Then this weekend we're going to go attend the Phil Haugen Clinic in Bloomfield, Nebraska, with some friends of ours, and um, or a friend of ours, Michelle Stobie. And then um, the following week I'm up in Phillipsburg, Kansas, in the rodeo and slack on Wednesday night, and then Dodge City Thursday morning. So I've always wanted to do the Dodge City uh, rodeo. It's always kind of been a bucket list rodeo, but it has not ever worked out schedule wise because a lot of times we have our first junior high rodeo of the season or the girls have been in 4-H and it's been fair week and so this year it actually has worked out to not conflict with anything so um so we're gonna do I'm I have a few more chances on big to try some more runs and then her life for the rest of the year is over. Yes. No, not till October 1st. <laughs> then we start junior high rodeo and high school rodeo, which is every weekend in Nebraska from until August. Until October 1st. Yeah, until October 1st. First weekend of October is the yeah. last junior high yeah. rodeo. So. For this. For this, for this season, Full yeah. Season. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then it starts back up in May. April. Eight, April. Yeah. April. Yeah. Cutting start in March, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, hopefully, if hopefully. there isn't another round of COVID nineteen, well maybe it'll be related. COVID twenty one or something. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> they'll call it. Yeah, there isn't going to be an election year, so um, there probably won't be any. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that they are a year off of COVID. Well, it probably started in 19 in China. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's how they get the 19. I did not do any research on... I don't really thing. care to do any research. <laughs> but maybe it's like the chicken. You know when they have, like, the chicken name, which is, like, chicken, and then they have, like, the scientific name. So maybe, like, coronavirus is, like, you know, the normal plain chain name. Rona? <laughs> yeah, Rona. Oh, yeah. The only Rona you should be scared of is standing out there in the pasture. Your your Rona, your your Rony uh -huh. mare. And then COVID actually twice is a Corona too. A Corona cartel. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Rony's Rony. Spice is not. <laughs> so yes, it's. Um, and yeah, and COVID nineteen is a scientific thing. Yes. Yes. Should we talk about the progress we've made with twice? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do so. Um, she 
you and her, so Emma's Bay Mare twice is special, um, kind of were, kind of hit a little slump fighting each other a little bit this um, midsummer and tipping second barrel a lot. We went a solid month without a clean run. Yeah, yeah. So that really was messing with Emma's confidence and... um, so, um, we got Keisha over here and working yeah. on some things and, but finally she just said to you, you know what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. You just need to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we, a lot of times in the summer, the girls ride without me. They ride in the mornings when it gets hot and when, it get, when it's cool. Well, yeah. So they're riding Before in the morning it when it's cool on those hotter days. And so I did, um, I wanted to start riding with Emma again. And one of the things that we noticed is that when she went over to second barrel is the mare's hip would go out. And it wasn't necessarily that she was really dropping her shoulder terrible, but it was, she just kept starting her turn too early. Yeah. Because she was losing her hip. Because she was losing her hip. Yeah. So, um, so we started doing um, some Lots hip, of hip, ex- hip movement exercises. Yep, engaging the hindquarters and, and moving the hindquarters and doing it really slow and mm-hmm. um, avoided speed for a little while. Yep, yep. And um, would do it out in the pasture when you were riding yep. in the pasture, making her yield her hindquarters. And so doing it at a walk, doing it at a trot, doing it at a lope. Um, and uh and you there was kind of i don't know a few weeks there where we weren't going anywhere or maybe mm-hmm. a week i don't know it it all it's blends together right now. right now and um and then this past weekend would that would you say those were the first runs this past weekend that you'd made no you no, did we went to gothenburg and made clean runs. Yeah, Gothenburg, and then um, we had our local yep, barrel race here in there. Broken Bow, and um, so yeah, just being able to get that little bit of a hip movement over is enough was enough to kind of keep her shoulder up and keep her using her hind end better in her turn. Mm-hmm. And man, you guys are clocking the best you have ever yep. clocked together, and um, uh, it's barrels and poles. Yeah. She's actually stepped into the number one for me. Yeah, so she's going to be... Gracie's stealing Clem. Yeah. I'm not stealing her because we kind of have to give her up. Yeah, so twice is going to be your pole horse for the fall high school rodeos. Yep. Clem is going to be your barrel horse. Mm-hmm. And Gracie's going to have Clem as her pole horse. And Roni as her barrel horse for the fall rodeos. And Mickey as my goat horse. And Mickey as your goat horse, yes. And so Dad has kind of taken his horse back. He's a steer-roping horse. And um, so Gracie hasn't been able to practice her goat tying very much. She's mm-hmm. tying from the post on the goat some. Wilson. Wilson the goat. And it doesn't Wilson. work out very well because <laughs> he is not in shape for a goat. And you can only do about 10... 10 flakes and ties until you have to give him like a nice long break because he he's a fat goat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has diabetes or, or maybe <laughs> asthma or something <laughs> there's Rony, something all of your animals have diabetes Rony does too 
have breathing issues. What does that tell us? Hmm, I don't know. But we're not getting another goat, so you have no. more stock to be able to tie. Because yeah. we had two goats one year. And yeah, and they, they were Elma and Louise. Yeah, they were escaped. It kind of shows them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they escaped the first night we got them in. Yep, they ran all the way across the whole big cornfield up to uh, Yeah, they ran about a mile away. Yep. Yeah. And the neighbor guy had to rope them. Or he had to bring his goat down for a bait goat. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then and then roped them. Roped them when they came up to that goat. And yeah, so Thelma and Louise were our only time we had two goats, and they were renegades together that were two <laughs> girls on the run. And we had just, like, watched that movie, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, we're not getting a second goat because it makes the other goat go rogue. Yeah. Um, or, so. you know, like, they don't get dependent on the people. They get dependent on the goat. That's right. That's right. Right. And yeah. goats are not smart, and when they're dependent <laughs> on somebody, on something that is not smart, it does not turn out very well. <laughs> now, we also have a pot belly pig named Lulu. <laughs> now, she's smart. She she's is mean. smart. She is kind of mean and grumpy. She's a grumpy old pig. Uh -huh. um, she's, she's not old, but. <laughs> no, she, she looks was, old. Yeah, well, I think that's shedding. what happens when you get that much fat. Well, for a pig, she's old. Like, most pigs only live to be... But, Mom, you're thinking about slaughter pigs, okay? Right. She's like a pet pig. Like, she's supposed to be a pet Except pig. Except you don't pet her. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to pet her because no, she will no. bite you. I pet her today because since she's getting her summer hair, so mm. I just kind of pet her. Almost August. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of pet her, and, you know, some hairs came out, and she just loves that. And then, you know, if you itch her butt, it's kind of dry there. <laughs> she just loves that. She plopped down right on I her i got to put some coconut oil on her. Yeah. yeah. Do it while that helps her. Do it while you're yeah. oil do it. max tail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Macaroni. And let's see what else is cutting. Um, so, want to talk about any cutting? I don't know what there is yeah. to talk about. Um, she had a really good first round of the high school finals, and then she ended up being the last girl to work in the second. Yeah, the, uh, the mm -hmm. next two rounds, and so it was yeah, not great. The, she did get scores, but. Um, they were in. They were luckily. Like, I did get scores. Most yeah, girls, or a, lot a lot of girls, girls didn't did get scores. Yeah, just took them out of the yeah, average. So. Yeah. So, so we have been still doing some cutting this summer too to get get you back and getting her cutting horse freed up a little bit more because yeah. he can get kind of short and cheaty and but he's re he's a really cool cutting horse but he. Um, he likes to conserve his energy. <laughs> not, not say lazy. Yeah, but he is super cowy, which he is, is really, he's really fun to watch. But yeah, you kind of. He's super, he's an athlete too. He is an athlete. Yeah. He just doesn't want to be. He can move those toothpicks fast. <laughs> yeah. And so the other thing that we've been doing this summer is um, working out a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So after Utah, I made a deal with Emma that she uh, needed to... Yeah, if we expect our horses to be athletes, we have to be athletes too. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I didn't today, but... <laughs> you, we haven't this yeah. year. We haven't this whole weekend in, into this week. Yeah, I ran so, yesterday morning. Yeah. I was, uh, so I started running, and so there are some episodes on... Like, if you're a beginner runner, there's some nuggets for you, like how to get started. And then even if you're a veteran runner, there should be some things in there that um, could help you. And then actually today, earlier today, um, which this will probably air later, but 
I released an episode of injury prevention and um, recovery. And actually, there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn between the two-legged human running athlete and the horse. And so um, check out that episode if, um, if you want, and that'd be, we'd really appreciate it. And, um, but yeah, we expect our horses to be athletic and move well, but there's so many people that don't work on themselves and it takes a strong person to be able to ride a fast barrel horse that turns hard. Mm-hmm. So and an even stronger medical plan after that. <laughs> strong medical plan, good health insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you want to say what you're doing for a workout routine? Uh, it's kind of like a CrossFit. Yeah. I don't, 21-day fix, yeah. extreme. Um, because yes. the regular 21-day fix DVD is scratched, and we don't have very good internet at home, so we can't have, like, the It's, it's a the beach daily body one. program. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yep, and um, the first week, you your quads were so sore, you had some trouble sitting down at times. Yeah. <laughs> and she tuned in her diet, yep. and so um, not that she really went on a diet, but just trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she told her little sister that... Um, when she plans on doing seventh grade basketball, the seventh grade basketball coach is kind of oh, yeah. tough on yeah, girls. Yeah, the conditioning. Half of the girls threw up the first day, and so it's like, oh, so so I started running two and a <laughs> half miles every day, and then I come up here and do ten minute abs, and that's really good. And yeah, yeah. I then I I like doing it on the treadmill. You do it on like road. Yeah, I hate doing it on the treadmill. I love going outside in the in the summer. Like I won't in the winter, but <laughs> because <laughs> there's I'm snow and ice. Yeah, yeah. and I'm old and I can slip and snow, fall. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the treadmill because I've told you guys this multiple times. But if you stop, you will fall. <laughs> so it's it's pretty good motivation to keep going. Yeah. Well. I, I, I just go out and try to go out in the mornings and I try to actually go without the dogs because if Will just crosses, yeah, he crosses yeah. over in front of you constantly and you know, like want to trip on him. But, um, yeah, yesterday morning when I went out to run, they were already out. And so instead of going down the road, like I had been going, I went out and I ran in the pasture and, um, they were probably so happy. They were. They were very happy to run with me, and, and it was good. So I might probably um, go out and run in the pasture again. I try to do about three days a week. I don't always get that done, but um, that's my goal. I don't want to run every day because um, I think I'd actually give it up if I did it every day. I need the recovery. And uh, one of my friends on Facebook, when I said I hate running, which I do, but one of the things, one of the tips she gave me was to practice gratitude while I'm running. And so go through your mind of all the things that you're grateful for and thankful for. And so I did that and it actually does make it a lot 
more pleasurable experience. So, um, you know, I'm grateful that I have two legs that I can get out and run because, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have the use of their legs. And I'm grateful that I do have the health that I can do that. And so, um, and then I just kind of went through and very thankful for my family and, um, and my business and, and her horse patch and my horse <laughs> my horse patch well, and big <laughs> hey i i bought a new fly sheet for big <laughs> and so because big gets fly bites and he has this terribly uh, terrible reaction to yes. fly bites and so well, all of keisha's horses have it because she kept them really like fly geared up and then they and come to our place and yeah, they, and they have, just like, get fly boots they have fly boots and that's all like none yeah. of the horses other horses that life. we have <laughs> yeah <laughs> rain in the morning all you can eat pasture yeah life. <laughs> all of our horses are on pasture we don't keep them in um except for chubs well we do have to we have some chubby horses so we get they're kind of <laughs> panned uh according to weight and what their diet requirements <laughs> yeah, are except for the mares and all the mares are together and they're separate from the geldings because otherwise it creates a well, you know so. battle over the fence when the mares are in heat and so their pasture is totally separate from the geldings and then we have two gelding pastures and one is the young horses that need young, more young grain young mm -hmm. young and skinny and then we have the older ones that are a little more chubby <laughs> and so they get penned during the day because they can't be on the all-you-can-eat buffet the of neck, grass yeah neck, the, <laughs> the cutting horse yeah. the cutting horse yeah. and the two rope horses are in the old chubby pen so mm -hmm. um so their it's dietary kind of the requirements meme where uh the rope horse stands next to the barrel horse that mean yeah. zach afron <laughs> with the ass is right there <laughs> But yeah. I don't know what the other guy is, but I don't know either. The redhead that's all fat and chunky. Yeah, I think that's, he was. Those two are. Yeah. That's our pens. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's. Um, yeah, you have Fabio, and then you have Billy Joe from South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how we. Although Mac and I are, we're working on his figure. <laughs> He's like that potato has shrank. And the toothpicks are getting Yeah, Mac the Cutting Horse is mm -hmm. kind of like, um, <laughs> he's had a big Mac attack. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's like a too many. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. No, he's pretty cool. But, um, so yeah, we have those. That's how our horses are pastured. So they're all on pasture, though. Um, we don't like to keep any horses stalled if we can help it. Um, of course, you know, occasionally we have one that, maybe has an injury that needs to be on stall rest and um, one. yeah mm -hmm. yeah Cross thankfully knock on wood yeah you hear that knocking yeah so um so anyways um anything else you guys can think of that that um has been going on or that we have coming up oh well let's talk about the phil haugen clinic i am so excited i don't know if you guys are excited as excited as i am about I'm this i'm not because i'm broke I'm excited because, wait, do we have to pay you back? <laughs> so the girls have this braiding business. If you haven't listened earlier, they, they braid mule tape halters. And so now they pay their entry fees. And I'm in like heaven because now my entry fees are only like 40 bucks and I don't have to pay. She doesn't have to pay for the youth. Youth and the, the open and the, the exhibitions. And, and the, oh, Lord. Poles, yes. The pole exhibitions. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she's well, absolutely happy. We would have more money in the account, but right now we have really big orders that we need to fill. And we're like halfway 
done. Yeah. But when we get those done, we should. But we're trying. If guys order custom right now, because <laughs> we're trying to get more in stock. But yes. uh, order custom to keep mm -hmm. the money flowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you support get... your small businesses. <laughs> uh, so they had. Yep. Because yeah. we have so many orders. Yep. So they had a big order of 20 halters and for the Cornhusker fraternity. And then 26 um, for, the for the high school. Make it for the Cornhusker. Yeah. 26 for the high school rodeo. 30, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. All around and hey, ropers. And then, um, and then, uh, you, how many did you sell for Going Faster Productions? Eight. Eight. Eight, for down and there. then three for the CCAS. It's for the Custer County Egg Society Summer Series. And then we're yeah. getting two for the fire and ice roping. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. yep, oh, yeah. Yeah. A Leanne human. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, they, uh, they're busy. So, it's cool. I love it because... You know, they're learning to manage their money. And, and she doesn't have to pay for it. I don't have to pay so much. <laughs> they also need to do books sometimes. Too. Yeah. So they're also learning on how to how to keep their books and ah. balance their I don't like typing account. it in, but I love the money part because last quarter we had profits. <laughs> and it was awesome. And I need to do it again. So so that we can get everything's been through PayPal or checks. So. I know, yeah. so then we have all records of it, so, yeah. 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 Um, we'll probably do that, maybe maybe once things slow down a little. Yeah. So, like, October? <laughs> <laughs> November, December, like, okay. maybe before school starts. Yeah, before That first weekend starts. in August, yeah, you better have it done by then. Oh, yeah. well, that's probably yeah. the weekend it will get done. Yeah, that's August 1st, Because yeah. the next weekend will be full. Yeah. Everything yeah. else from there on out is, yeah. Yeah, busy. So, so we are. So we, will, so we do braid like we braid if we have to in the pickup. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. I you made them come into town today because I'm also on the local fair board, and um, there are some things that need to be done before fair. Well, which we needed to be braiding. I know too. you needed to be braiding too, but I really <laughs> appreciated your help today because we painted the new bathrooms or the bathrooms that were remodeled. We primed them today. We didn't get them completely done. And I have some and now nice white Emma hands. has some white hands but from the now, primer, and yeah, they're mixed did, with blue dye. What did dye. you do? Did you, like, put your hands in the paint bucket? Because <laughs> so mine weren't that dirty. <laughs> this is the thing. So, like, I did uh, dry, like, the painter part off, the roller part off, uh, uh -huh. and so then it dripped down and then dripped onto my handle, and so then I grabbed the handle and, uh, and yeah. paint. She has nasty, nasty hands. Yeah, and I've tried to scrub them several times. And I'll have to get you some of those mineral spirits that JJ oh, was talking about. I'm gonna, or just go get a brush from the yeah, bar. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, or like those metal scrubs. Uh, that's a bit severe for we me. Don't have to <laughs> it's like a what I used to clean off my sport boots when we had just been in a huge mud pen. Oh no, not not that brush. That's the mane and tail brush. <laughs> that's the old mane and tail brush. But like I've seen them there like I don't know. We used it to clean out the sink with that CR4 when we were cleaning out one of those duplexes oh. for Oh, like a Brillo time. pad. Yeah. Talk, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can use the little little scrub brush we have at the <laughs> yeah. sink probably. That's like, what I used on mine. The nails but. the nail cleaner outer works better. Yeah, yeah. 
so so getting back to <laughs> get back on track here um, so we're gonna take the Phil Haugen Horsemanship Clinic this weekend and um, I'm excited about it because if you if you're a horse person and you don't listen to Phil Haugen's you're missing out you are missing out he's, he's He's Calm. awesome, and like those one rain stops, I am a true believer in those. <laughs> I, am too. I, awesome. I am too. Awesome. I am too. Twice. Yeah. So we we um I I signed up for his online part of it because I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to get to a clinic, and um it was really good because he did coaching calls with uh, the group, and there were I don't know maybe about ten of us in that group or. 12 I don't know and if you had problems with your horse he'd you know you could send him a video and he'd look at it and and I tell you what what a nice guy I mean just super nice guy and um his one of his biggest pieces of advice for me with big who I felt like you know would get chargy at times was one rain stops and um I think that has made a big difference in that horse, and you have felt that way oh, with... Oh, yeah, because with Patch, you know, the young one that got really juiced up, so we were going... So, in the indoor in town, um, we were getting ready to go, we were coming in the alley, and he got so charging, and he was like, just tenses up and everything, mm -hmm. and then you can feel him getting ready to go, and he just about took off, and is like, whoa, buddy. I'm not ready to go. You'll go when I say mm -hmm. go. And I did one of those wondering stops, and he just chilled. He just took a deep breath. He's like, okay. And then I asked him to go. And then he was really confused. <laughs> and, but. Yeah, so that's why we're going to back him off it. a little yeah. bit. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's almost like hitting a reset button on your horse. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, he it yeah. just really helps them to know that you are the one that is in mm -hmm. control. And just settle down here. And we're just going to yeah. be bent then, here and flexed here until you decide to stop moving your feet. And you get soft in my hand and yeah. it is it's very effective and you started Anna started using it with her twice. bay mare twice mm -hmm. and so now you feel because before you felt like you couldn't just send her in as hard as you could mm -hmm. you should have because you were afraid that maybe she was going to go by or as soon as you got a hold of her head to turn or you didn't even want to touch her head no. really and now and still don't want too much she's just a sensitive right. mare she is a sensitive mare so we did change her chin strap to a leather chin strap mm -hmm. and then we also went from the simplicity bit on her to a medium right. shank at right we had just a little bit of lift and then um between that the one rein stops and doing some hip uh yielding the hindquarters that's made a huge difference in that yep. mare because now you can send her in there hard balls to the walls, <laughs> balls to the walls. I, i'm uh, giving i'm even giving her product <laughs> extra i mean like yeah 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 so yeah. um it's really kind of fun so you can those are the you know ultimately in my mind you want to be able to send a barrel horse in there as hard as you can and when you sit down they should be melting and ready to turn and um and so because if you can't then it's such a guessing game as to what speed you go in there and so um or like when you have to check or yeah know. yeah so and but the buckskin i had before and the poles i could pretty much uh like locum down there 
and still clock a 21. Right. And so it was... Because he was very efficient. He was yeah. so efficient through him. Yeah. And so... Yeah. So... So yeah, we're trying to get that efficiency in all of them. In all of them, yeah. So it's good to to get the feel, so you know mm -hmm. what you want, and um, and the body awareness he had was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I think your mares are getting the body awareness yeah. in in the poles and and the barrels. Like I don't honestly think of our own personal horses. We don't have a ho we have horses that don't want to hit barrels. Knock on wood right now. <laughs> it just got mm -hmm. twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we don't need a relapse. We don't no, need a relapse. No, you're right. Um, so yeah, we're going to learn, uh, go up there and ride with, um, go. Phil and, um, I think <laughs> it'll be good to serve. I think, I think these horsemanship things that he teaches are going to serve, serve you girls well as you progress through the years of riding. And I don't think we have bad horsemanship. I just think no, it's going to improve it. It will improve it. You know, I think the big things that from from the stuff that I listened to him talk about and, and from his videos, that these are things that need to be done with horses at all stages, whether they're green and, and they're just learning to your finished pro rodeo horses because when you are doing a lot of fast runs you're competing a lot that horse is going to lose since some of his softness and their flexibility because you're asking them to go into that reactive mode every time you ask them to go make a run. And you've got to bring them back to the thinking side of their brain. He talks mm -hmm. about that a lot. And so... Um, the best person, I think, who put... You shouldn't be able to control them every step in their run. Because that means your training is not mm -hmm. paying off. Right. You, you, you should can, be able to... Influence. influence them yeah because i think ty hillman talked yeah. about that in one of our That's our interviews past, yeah so when you are in your run you are not controlling everything you um you are you can influence them he's exactly mm -hmm. right in that um and, and you can pick them up and get them that step by second barrel if you need it mm -hmm. or you could smooch them by and you or you sit down and your hope yeah, you yeah, still have to trust to your training, yeah. and mm -hmm. and and that's what I'm hoping that this this horsemanship clinic will give us those little things that we can do to help keep those finished horses working well and happy mm -hmm. with their job, and you know how do we get our young horses to feel as good as these old finished horses and not all um, old, not all, <laughs> no no but you, you know more yeah. finished horses yeah. I guess and so. That's that's my goal for the weekend is for us to learn those little things and mm -hmm. and um, I think it'll be good good foundation for for horsemanship as you girls move through your careers with horses and then um, I just like to continue to learn this stuff because I always think you know you like with one rain stops I quit doing them with horses after they would stop straight. Like, I never thought about doing it with a finished horse. And, and we have someone's huge, nice, pretty stops. Yep. Yep. So, you don't think that you, you don't, I didn't, I did, it didn't even occur to me, honestly. I didn't do them with Mac. Mm -hmm. And Mac stops are 
Yeah, the reining horse. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting. Yeah. Cutting horse, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> she always been painting. We should get shrimp tonight or something. Check it out. So, for supper tonight, we are having the sorry, chicken. I saw the China Garden order, the China Garden thing up there, and I was like, yeah, I guess we're hungry. Um, so. <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap it up since Gracie's hungry and I think she's hinting to me that she's wanting me to make some supper tonight. So, um, But thanks for joining us today and um, we will be back again soon with the girls and um, hopefully we'll <clears throat> have some good rodeo reports to give. And um, yeah. We don't go, Gracie and I actually don't go till next Tuesday. Yeah, then. you guys have like a week off oh, now. And well, actually, this is my one week to rodeo a year. <laughs> actually, I need to talk to you about that. But, okay, well, we can yeah. do that off air. Yeah, so. <laughs> off <Okay>. air. <laughs> We're professional here. Okay, yeah, yes. Take one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for joining us tonight. Hopefully we provided a little bit of entertainment for you. And... Um, just keep keep doing your best to get better at which, whatever mm -hmm. you are doing. So mm -hmm. yep. um, remember, if you expect your horse to be an athlete, you have to be one too. That's right. Good yep. good words of wisdom right there. Yep. We should start and we should end with a quote every time. Okay, start thinking of a quote. Let's just pull one off the page. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. In between oh, Winnie. No, that one takes like way too long. Yeah, but this one's like you tell really you, good. you. Okay, the difference in between winning and losing is not losing sight of your goal. Oh, but that's I, right. I thought we could use this one cause we can do that one next time. But guys, that's really you long. You guys talked about it in one of your podcasts, but no one ever read it. Well, yeah. yes, yes. When Ty did his podcast, mm -hmm. he he quoted that. Like he quotes that from memory. But but go ahead and read it. it I like it. Like you can really apply some of that stuff in there, and it's okay. it's, it's okay. amazing. It's called the man in the arena. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is mirrored by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiant valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually drive to, to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end of triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that, I, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's right. So yeah. don't criticize. Roosevelt said. Yeah, Theodore Roosevelt. And yeah. so basically, don't criticize the man in the arena doing his thing, even if he fails, because you're not the one out there doing it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that is good wise, words wise of wisdom man. to end with. Thank yeah. you very much. He's so wise, we even named Cat after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have a cat named Roosevelt. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah. See ya. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media, we are at Pearson Physical Therapy on Facebook and Instagram and at Pivot Point Equine on Facebook. 
We hope to have you join us again for further episodes. And uh, if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. We'd also appreciate it if you told a friend. Thanks again and have a great day. Thank you.